1: Hi everyone, I'm Carol.
2: And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny?
1: Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
2: And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course, relationship, relationships and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because...
1: Well, great sex matters, and you deserve it. And one of our main goals with our show, The Sexy Lifestyle, and our new network, is to promote the ideal of normalizing conversations about sex in our everyday lives. We all need to shift away from the old taboos surrounding sex And accept the fact that we are sexual people. Humans are sexual beings and it's okay to to be talking about sex.
2: I love talking about sex and we've noticed in our relationship the more we talk about sex, the more we talk about sex and the more we have sex. We all need to normalize those conversations about sex and sexuality and share our sexual feelings, ideas, opinions and experiences with each other. So, has your sex life been declining and you don't know why? Do you ever wonder about the connection between your overall health and your sexual health? Are you looking for stronger orgasms and more sexual intimacy?
1: Well on today's episode, Healthy Sex Life, we're going to explore a healthier way to increase sexual desire to make those orgasms last even longer.
2: Well, <laughs> get ready for some amazing advice from our sex expert guest who's been talking about sex for decades and has written five wonderful books about orgasms, sexual pleasure and being a great lover.
1: And before we get started, we just want to remind everyone about our network sponsors. Our sponsors are our business partners. And we've handpicked our network sponsors because they have great products and services to offer, many of which will improve your sex life, your love life, and your life in general. So don't skip through those commercials. Please
2: listen on. Please listen on. But let's shout out to some of our great sponsors who have prizes to give away. And remember to stay tuned to the end of the show and find out how to enter into our contest for some amazing gifts from Womanizer or SDC, Experience Warm, and of course, our Throws of Passion, Waterproof blanket.
1: So this segment of our show is sponsored by Womanizer for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms than any other pleasure product. Womanizer is one of the most advanced sex tech devices. It's different because of its touchless air technology. The soft head of the Womanizer surrounds the head of the clitoris and stimulates it in a sucking motion. It actually feels like you're having oral sex, and it can make you climax quickly or slowly if you prefer with single or
2: multiple orgasms. You love when things surround the head of your clitoris and stimulate orgasms, you know, and that's why we chose Womanizer to be one of our main partners because um, it's one of your favorite toys. We use it before and after we fuck and, you know, when you're done, you pop off a couple more and uh, everything's good and then it's time for the afterglow of great sex and a bit of sleeping.
1: If you want stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms like me, we have some womanizers to give away. Once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. Send us an email at info at with contest in the subject line.
2: Alright, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David.
1: And we're so excited to introduce our guest. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator and researcher who has created a highly successful international seminar and product company with a focus on lifestyle and cultural trends that impact our sexuality, health, and relationships. With her trademark calm and fearless intelligence, um, Lou delivers the core essence of information about intimacy. Welcome to our show.
3: Thank you. My pleasure to be here. but one thing I will correct I'm a grassroots researcher, meaning I'm not the person in the lab doing the statistical analysis. I am the person who takes that information with my hard sciences background and goes, this is crap, or this is really could you know, make a contribution to
1: people. <laughs> Well, I didn't know there was a difference, so thank you very much for that great explanation. Isn't
2: it cool how we're out here on location uh, in LA and uh, we could hear the airplanes going overhead. So um, are from
3: Bad Airport.
2: Yes, we're out here at a beautiful golf course on a nice sunny day in Los Angeles. We've been here all week after we were on our um, houseboat trip. Let's get into talking with Lou. So as
1: we hinted in the opener, today we're talking about the relationship between health and sex. Whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, your overall health is critical to a healthy sex life, and we need to be mindful about the balance between work, family, and sex. That's why we're so happy to be talking to our guest, Lou Paget, who's an expert in how to be a great lover. So, Lou, why don't we start with talking about your journey and how you've got to this point in your career?
3: I wanted the information for me, and I couldn't find it given to me the way I wanted to hear it, period. I was raised in Western Canada under what I call the don't umbrella. Don't talk about it. Don't think about it. And above all, don't do it. And I thought, well, that's kind of ridiculous. We're born of this. It's where we all come from. Why can't I know in a respectful and accurate way? So I took my hard sciences background and I started asking people questions. What's the best thing someone's ever done with you? Well, initially, they did look at me like I had five eyes. I said, no, 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 I'm not trying to be, you know, I don't want salacious. I just want to know what worked for you. Because the typical sources, the porn industry, is men marketing to men about what they know men works for men. And, and it's someone else's fantasy. It isn't reality. And I thought, this is not working. Why can't I find stuff that's real people things? So I went to
0: real people. It ended up
3: taking on a life its own. People would say, you got to ask, she'll tell you. And I started asking, one of them was my okay, best friend, Brian, who gay. And I said, okay, you give them, you receive them, you always brag, you're so damn good. What do you do? And this was 10 o'clock in the morning, and this is when I was living in Calvary. And he said, okay, we had a tall latte. He said, take the spoon out of your latte. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm a very good student, I follow directions, and he said, I'm going to, and he proceeded to show me, because what happened is he was wearing a new um, diamond tennis bracelet, and it was one carat stones all the way around, and I happen to like Bichu's, I think there's a you know, little Bichu monster myself, and I said, where did you get that? I happen to know it's not your birthday, and he said, well I got it from Donnie, who's mm-hmm. his partner, and I said, okay, you got it from Donnie. He says, because I give such a great head. And I'm like, what? And that's when I'm like, what rock was I raised under that I don't even know this happened? So I then, he proceeds to sh- show me on the spoon. He takes out his throat techniques, tongue techniques, hand techniques, as I say, still the best latte I've ever had. That was the genesis of it, it because I knew where to go to get ask real people. And people would ask me who, you know, What are the things, and it would be after a couple of adult beverages, and I might share with them what it was, but people said, oh my God, you've got to tell my other friends. It truly took on a life of its own. And I didn't want people to know that I knew this much. Because Because of of all the taboo's
1: around sex with your don't umbrellas, you don't do, you don't do, you don't do, and so you still were worried about that
3: Well, I was not a PhD, I was not an MD, and I was talking about very straightforward you know, this is the practical, this is the nervous system, this is how you do it, these are the hand techniques used, and they worked. <laughs> and then it, when I say I kept doing it because people said how it changed their lives and their relationships, and I, I hate bullies. And the majority of people in a lot of worlds are bullies if they think they've got the information. The scientific world is no different. Okay, I do have to ask
1: you this then. If you uh, learn how to do it, I guess you have to practice it also before you were a very good
3: teacher. So who's the lucky people who you got to practice on? Well, the first one was my boyfriend at the time who knew that I had this conversation with Brian and he said, okay, show me, show me what he did. And oh, I said, I, was to keep okay. just I said, I can do that. I showed him, and... So you tried, you tried it on your boyfriend? Uh, the gentleman who I was going out with at the time, he knew I had the conversation with Brian, and his comment was, show me what he did. And as he was regaining consciousness, his comment to me was, oh my God, you've got to teach other women how to do this. You will make millions. And yes, his no, the two gods
2: <laughs> wonder if I love that story <laughs> is the truth would you like to have tried it with her too I want to know if um, over your younger years as you were growing up if a guy had ever told you if you were good or not good
3: um, just to give you an idea uh, you know the verification thereof when I had written my books one of the gentlemen was I was going out with him he lived in New York I lived here and my books were being published, and one of the top managers of some of the hugest names in LA was his good friend, and he said to this person, he said, so, does she know what she's talking about? Because all of the wives of this group were coming to my seminar, and he said, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, okay. he also had an erectile run where he was taking, we had gone away for a ski trip, and he was taking a... Um, form of um, I think of the name of the tree. It's an African tree that and like that melaleuca tree. That no, no, melaleuca is like a tea tree. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is for erectile issues. I'll think of it later. But anyways, he was taking that and of um, a prescription dosage strain, And he, the doctor said to him, Well, let's see. You know what your erections like right now? And he said, No, no, no. I'm going away for a weekend on a ski weekend with my girlfriend. I will let you know how well it works when I get back. And his combo was, and we were using condoms. And he said, "I have to tell you, um, I didn't lose one ounce of my erection, even with the condom, with the condom." And the physician was, well, either she was really good or the, or the, or the medicine worked. and he said it was her.
2: So your business has grown, your books and everything has grown out of you learning how to give good head.
3: I learned one way of doing things, but what I also did is I learned from people who did things very well. Right. So the information isn't me. The information is what thousands of others shared with me and as I say it's like a buffet of ideas. I can have people understand things because I get the fizzy phys- I get the physiology, I get that part of it. And I can explain things. And because it's not about me, people can then take the information in for them.
2: And you've named your business, frankly speaking, because yes. you just bring it down to
3: Oh well, I was doing what the values of my company are on a big, huge board. And my business manager um, was saying, uh, business mentor was saying, so Lou, what are the values of your company? And I said, oh, well, that this information should give you freedom, be respectful, accurate, non-judgmental knowledge, and he went like this, he was, right he was like, look what you just spelled," and he did a big circle, and he goes, Frank, the woman who was working with me came in, and you know, she was his assistant, she came in with a friend, and he walked in, and he went, oh, frankly speaking, and I got it as a California corporation, that's how it started, I was frankly speaking. I love that story, <laughs> that is oh,
1: so amazing, Yeah, and also you wrote five books? Correct and so I guess you took all that information you put them into your books and you were able to deliver the information in an an organized manner tell us about your books
3: well the first one is in essence the ladies seminar in book form these things so that's how to be a great lover girlfriend to girlfriend totally explicit techniques that will blow his mind the second book is how to give her absolute pleasure came totally out of the first book because men said if you're doing this for women you have got to do it for us and I said okay and the first time i went to do a men's seminar it was a group of men who were the partners and fiancés of these women another group of large women large group of women who had done a seminar and he said i want to bring home to her what she brought home to me and i said okay and he said i what i need to know is do you do a seminar for men and i was like this of course i do crossing my fingers and I said look if I've got that information here it's transferable here and I know I just need to get the sources I hung up the phone after I made the date secured the date and details and my older sister is gay so I called her up and I said Sherry what do I need to know (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: great that's called innovative and entrepreneurship and you know we're talking um, to Lou Paget about the books that she wrote and I I just want to make a point that these aren't just books that a few people have read your books have been sold in over 60 countries 3 million copies and they've been translated to 26 languages so 29 29 languages and if we keep going another couple of minutes it'll be 30 (laughs) and 31 but you really reach a global audience which you know our talk radio network is all about we're heard in 60 countries as well Mm -hmm. and it's so important to talk to people about a healthy sex life So we're going to ask you to hang on for a minute. We're going to take a short break. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Lou, who's a world-renowned author, speaker, and educator, um, all about sex and sexuality and uh, her passion about giving advice to millions of readers and listeners. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David.
4: Are you ready for clit-whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure radio show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Mafe Peraza-Gadoy, and Dominique Coretzis, this program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a parameter for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
0: are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show
2: this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and today we're talking to the amazing lou Paget, author speaker and sex educator all about how to have a better sex life
1: when it comes to great sex, it's important to be in good health. But today's society where we're eating more processed foods than ever before and we're doing less physical activity than ever before, it's resulting in more and more people in bad health, and it is affecting our sex lives. Somehow we need to reverse this trend in order to get our sex lives back into good health. So Lou, why hold on, hold on, hold on.
3: Did you know what? I'll tell you, for many people the last thing they should ever be doing is trying to have sex after they've had a
2: huge meal. Oh, it just doesn't it's like work. It's worst thing. It, it is. Your belly is full I know, you're and it was burping.
3: My, right, my, it was my Russian tailor who told me that. He says, No, never, never. They should never have never sex on full stomach. Absolutely right.
1: Why do you think the average American, uh, or North American, doesn't get that connection between eating poorly and the fact that they're not having great sex? The well, bottom line
0: is,
3: yeah, From a physicality standpoint, just about anybody can have sex. You don't have to be in good shape, but whether or not you're having okay sex, or mediocre sex, or it's just become kind of meh, why would I even bother, the thing that happens is the vehicle that's that's, that's involved in this is your body, and the better your body is at senses, being able to respond to things, being able to feel things, the more that's gonna work for you. And that's why for many people who are in, you know, an open relationship or a swinging relationship, the last thing they're gonna do is be under the influence of either drugs or alcohol when they're being sexual because they wanna feel everything.
2: And remember everything. And
3: remember, yeah. So most times, for most people, it's kind of like, sex is kind of like an afterthought. It it then becomes, it's a slippery slope in most relationships. Then, you know, it's kind of like people take things for granted and they don't keep the priority on their health or on their sexual
2: health. You know, I, I love the analogy that you're making. And it is, you have to take care of your body to have great sex. And I know some guys I play baseball with They spend so much time washing their car, making sure the oil's changed, the tank is always full, putting in the premium fuel. However, they're 100 pounds overweight, they have a sore knee because their hip is out of line, they eat all the processed crap and they take better care of their car than of themselves and they wonder why they're only having sex once a year.
3: Yeah, Uh, and here's the thing. In this country, in the US, the average size for women is 16 to 18. That is more than an obese. And they now refer to people who are morbidly obese. They refer to that as type 3 diabetes. Wow. And really what happens when you are that obese, your body is in a constant state of inflammation. And when it's in a constant state of inflammation, it, I mean you literally, first off, you are what you eat, period. And if you don't eat well, you are setting yourself up for it. it may take a year, it may take five years, may take 10 years. But if you are not getting those foods out of your diet and you still keep thinking, oh, I'm perfectly okay. No, lamb chop, you're not. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but do you think there's
1: actually a way that will con- effectively convince people that they are eating wrongly and that they
3: need to make a change in their diet? I think when people have someone they love, either a child or someone they very much care for, And they see, here's the thing about medications, medications only work for a certain percentage of people. Dr. Bruce Lipton, the father of epigenetics, I was just listening to him yesterday, and he said, statins, they only work for 3% of the people for reducing cholesterol. And statins are referred to as a gateway drug for people to become sicker so that they have to have more medication. Let's be clear, the world of medicine of medicine as a business model is a world of constantly having you come back to get more things because they're masking the symptoms. But if you are able by food, by behavior, I mean, depression is impacting like one in six people in this country. And what's the number one thing from an actual daily you can do by yourself without having to take antidepressants? Get into some sunshine and go for a walk.
2: You know, and I, and I have a question, my son plays football and coaches in football are very to the point. Yes. And my son is overweight, there's no question about it. He went onto the football field last year and his coach said, you need to lose some weight, you're fat. Mm-hmm. And he came home and he said, Dad, my coach fat shamed me.
3: No, the coach just made it. the coach just made a very clear observation from an athletic standpoint.
1: But I thought today we couldn't tell people you're fat because it will hurt their feelings, make them feel bad about themselves, et You know et cetera, what? Et they,
3: they've got a mirror to do that, okay? The mirror will tell them exactly the same thing. We have glorified obesity. We have put a woman who is 125 pounds overweight on the cover of Cosmo magazine. Hello? And the thing that is happening is that it's made it okay. Well, you know what? When you no longer can function, you can't walk. When you are not able to, you know, your body is basically shutting down because there's so much inflammation. Not
2: even catching your breath when you're going for a walk.
3: And you're 25 years old. Time to have a coffee, kids. And without the sweet and low, get the aspartame out of your diet, get the Diacobs out, get any of the processed foods out. If you want to be healthy, start eating the way that your body needs, not the convenience foods. I mean, I could go on an absolute diatribe on this thing, but... So when we
1: get to that grocery store, just stay on the outside of the store where correct. all the greenery is, and <clears> the <throat> fresh
3: meats, and the fresh dairy. And, try and Try and get... As organic as you possibly can. I mean, we no longer have food that has nutrition in it because the fruit, the soil has been so depleted. And if you were thinking that you're getting something okay when you just buy a chicken, think again.
2: So by keeping our bodies healthy, we are going to have better sex because our blood's going to flow better. And we know that for a woman to be aroused, the blood has to flow down into the vagina, down through the clit. Well, it goes. It
3: goes. I mean, you have to have pelvic basal congestion. I mean, it's a very similar thing to what happens with our own an direction. Almost identical. It just so happens that the man is, you know, slightly more obvious. <laughs> Hello,
2: thank you. Carol likes it when I'm obvious. <laughs> Many women do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the important thing about it is the reason, I mean, Viagra, as you probably know, was a basis-loaded home run for Pfizer based on the fact that men who had cardiac conditions were returning their samples. That's how they found out this stuff was doing this. These men were finally, after years of being in the they had erections. Well, there we go, another Van Nuys, private jet, See ya.
2: So, so we've spoken about um, eating well being an important part of having a better um, on on your way to great sex life. How about stress? <laughs> That's a goodie.
3: Stress, in and of itself, is probably the it's the most pervasive. But it also, what many people do not understand, stress creates has your body create more cortisol, and cortisol. That's an exact opposition to testosterone for women and for men and it is also the thing that created that fat pad so and what do you think that fat pad does to you doesn't make them feel good about themselves mm-hmm. does it hello the mirror will tell mm-hmm. you the truth don't let somebody else say to you oh you
0: can't say that
3: well your own eyeballs will tell
2: you <laughs> they won't lie and, and th- <laughs> This is Paul. <laughs> we have another visitor on our show. <laughs> this
3: is Carolyn Davis. Hi, Hi Carolyn. How are you? <laughs> nice to
2: meet you? Nice to meet you. It's
3: nice to today. <laughs> and, uh, I
2: must. <laughs> All right, Lou. So now we've spoken about stress. Let's talk about the importance of sleep.
3: They have just done recent studies that show that if you are not able to get into a deep form of sleep for at least an hour to two hours a night. You literally cannot repair your brain or your body. That is where your body repairs itself. And for people typically who are young parents or who are incredibly busy, disrupted lives, or they you know they just simply can't fall asleep because they've got their brains racing around, what they also found is that when your brain goes into that state, this is like 18 months ago they just discovered this your brain literally reduces in volume by about 30 percent so it literally is wringing itself out and getting all of the toxic stuff out of your brain going through the lymphatic system and out of your body by you know sweat urine breathing and that is the thing that if you can't do that your your cognition's not there how you feel about yourself is not there you're lethargic you're depressed you know you drag yourself through the day sleep is one of the most important i mean who was it who just said this um richard branson just literally made the comment to
2: elon musk i saw that
3: get more sleep mm-hmm. because
1: elon musk is known for not having great sleep because yes. of how erratic his behavior um, was,
2: right
3: and that's one of the things that happens is that when with the tweets and all of that stuff well,
1: yeah, that was going around, around.
3: Well, it's saying that you know we're gonna i'm gonna take it you know um, Private. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And on, on a tweet, it's like, "Honey, that is not what you do with tweets." Mm-hmm. That Go is to cause, sleep when it's time to sleep. And leave the t- tweets alone. Right. I mean, just <laughs> you know, from from uh, you know, uh, you know, head of a company standpoint, that is astonishingly irresponsible. Mm-hmm. But that's also what ends up happening when people. When they don't get enough sleep, their body can't repair, they don't feel good about themselves. Well, they
2: can't get turned on, they can't get horny, so now you have stress because you're not sleeping. You're not sleeping because you're stressed, you're not having great sex, and and your whole relationship goes out of balance.
3: And sex is such a stress reliever, it's a good thing to have, it helps you sleep. Right, I mean, either sex either with yourself, Mm -hmm. as Woody Allen would say, you know, someone you love. (laughs) And, you know, or with another partner, or with others. That is the, I mean, the whole purpose of sex is to have and feel connection and to have pleasure and to enjoy yourself. It is not there. I mean, here's, let me just pick up on the organized religion. They have done an absolute crap job on even discussing it, trying to relate to it. I'm gonna to talk to a priest who's never been married about raising children and getting divorced or having sex. Sorry, you are not the expert. But here's the thing, you know, we are being told People say, why do people get so upset about sexuality? I said, oh, that's simple. I said, if there's something more powerful than sexuality, it creates life, it creates love. Sign me up, I want to know. And who do you think is in charge of that? Women. What's the number one thing of most organized religion? Control female sexuality. Mm-hmm. They've just done a horrible job. Mm-hmm. Just horrible. And they've got to get themselves out of their own bad way, really.
1: Now, we also know that we need balance in our life, balance between our jobs, our family, our relationship, and sex, and it has to be balanced. Otherwise, you're, you're tipping over all the time.
3: Well, thinking that you can do everything 25% all at the same time, um, you have the wrong math equation there. It adds to 100. All you've done is put yourself into a state of like... Where
2: well, you're doing nothing right.
3: <laughs> exactly. Like, you, you can't serve that many masters at one time. What you can do is you can have the prioritizing of, I'm going to make this be my priority today or this week. Then you let the other things that are important in your life know, you are going to be my priority next week. And let and have it be that you stick to what you say you're going to do. One of the big things that makes kids so insane is when their parents say they're going to do something, and then they go, oh, I can't do it because of. But what do the kids grow up learning? You don't have to follow through on your word. So as a parent or as someone who's in, in a business or whatever, your word is what's called. And, you know, as I say in my seminars, pay attention to the words, pay more attention to the behavior. And that's
2: why it's so important in our busy lives, which are so preoccupied with social media and TV, and yes, kids and work and everything else that goes along with it, you actually have to carve time out of your schedule for sex. You do,
3: I mean, you have to make it be something that it gets treated... You know, there's a woman that Paul listens to. Um, what you don't feed dies. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that is a plant, an animal, your sex life, or a human being. You have to feed it. You have to pay attention to it. Your attention is
2: your most seductive behavior. No question. And your, your point about, you know, not just paying verbal... That's... that's ...pleasance to it, but actually doing it. So if, if you're date night or sex night is on Tuesdays, well that should be a non-negotiable and everything else gets pushed away, like you're saying, 25% of everything is nothing, so if you're going to have sex on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you got to be 100% in and you have to make it happen and you know, it's not about having this 4 hour fest. it's about paying attention to your partner uh, we always say all day foreplay, which starts in the morning with a nice passionate kiss mm-hmm. and maybe some sexting during the day, because that's our day for our date night or our romance and it goes throughout the day and you know in the end of the in the evening that this is gonna be the culmination of a great day it's not just honey I'm home open your legs I'm gonna fuck you now it it doesn't that that doesn't do anything
3: the other thing is, is we need to create and expand the definition of what is intimacy and what is sexuality, period. Because thinking that it's only penile-vaginal intercourse yeah. sideways, yeah, I'm yeah. What, head happened, head. what happened? What happened in anal? <laughs> Here's the other thing. I want to take the word foreplay and I want to throw it out the frickin' door. Okay. okay. Because bottom line is, in foreplay, that is when the majority of women have the, the majority of their orgasms with oral and manual sex. Mm-hmm. Right. And then somehow with the masculine attitude of, well, it's only penises going into vaginas that's considered to be the real sex. I'll tell you right now, majority of women know that is not how they receive the greatest amount of pleasure. Mm-hmm. They receive right. it in a different way. Let's expand that. So saying foreplay is kind of like, well, that's immature sex. Uh, no, it's not. And by the way, I'm gonna take Freud to task. He needs to get a big whack up against the head by saying there's immature and mature orgasms. Like you know, like you are know, a woman. I don't think so. And that just set back female you know, sexuality decades, not a century. Because people listen to that shit. And they believe it's to be true. Exactly. They still haven't had anyone call Freud on the carpet. I will.
2: All right. It's we're time
3: for a break right
1: now, and we're having a great discussion about the connection between health and our sex life and certain lifestyles that are detrimental to our sexual desires. Lou Pajan has been sharing her wealth of knowledge with us in this area.
2: All right, I think we're gonna take a break. Uh, This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. We're outside here at a beautiful golf course in the uh, northern part of Los Angeles. And when we come back, we're gonna do some sexy myth-busting with our amazing guest, Lou Padgett. So stay tuned, we'll be right back.
0: Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, The Radio Show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Do
4: you find yourself lying in bed dreaming about how to spice up your love life and wondering how you are going to make it happen? It's time to have an intimate conversation about life, love, and lust on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you've been suppressing your emotions, wanting and waiting to talk about the way you really feel about romance, host Cheryl Besnier is ready to help you challenge and change the way you approach your love life. Pillow Talk with Cheryl can be heard every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
0: You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at Carolandavid.com And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show.
2: This is The Sexy Lifestyle, we are Carol and David, and today we're chatting with Lou Padgett, author, speaker, and amazing sex educator all about how to improve sexual desire and intimacy, and now it's time for our sexy myth-busting game, All About Sex.
1: Each show, we invite our expert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths that help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find out there on the internet, especially when it comes to topics related to sex, sexuality, and relationships. Are you ready? I am ready. You're going to let us know is this a myth, a fact, and why? Oh, absolutely. Here's the first one. Chocolate and oysters will get you in the mood for sex.
3: Let's just have a little conversation about aphrodisiacs, shall we? righty. If you think something's going to work, it will. That's also referred to scientifically as the placebo effect, which makes the medical world insane because 33% of people have something more if you think it's going to work. Going back to Bruce Lipton, epigenetics, if you think it's working, if your brain says it is, it is. But here's the thing they had what they called, I think it was called, what they call it? The doctrine of resemblances. And that was something that was Galen then got carried forward into the 16th century and I think it's because these people didn't have enough they want to talk about sex but they figured we're going to have to talk about sex in a serious way so they decided to ascribe male and female attributes to fruits vegetables <laughs> body parts <laughs> oysters and so what they did now oysters yes zinc is in there it is for male sexual function Uh, That's a biggie. Okay, not that when you eat an oyster and then five minutes later you're going to feel sexual desire. No, no. no. I mean, for heaven's sakes, It's (laughs) going to take a little while to go through the GI tract. Hello. Thank you. It's called absorption. You need a little longer than that. But it may get your mouth in the mood for something else. It may also get you in the mood for, hey, I'm willing to try something new. You may want to slurp it differently, a little bit of mignonette sauce and away you go. Now, chocolate actually does have a number of things in it phenyl alanine is the thing that, you know, is supposedly, you know, like, worse to help with your brain and, you span know, things. But it's such a trace amount. But here's the thing. Most times when people are having chocolate, it, they want to put themselves in a good mood. So they associate chocolate with good mood. They associate chocolate with um, oh, a treat. Or this that, is... That great mouthfeel. Exactly. or and, and make sure that you have one. Yes, indeed. You need to have good mouthfeel, mouthfeel with anything. Whether I, it's, it's veggie, chocolate... Anything I, it's find,
2: I find chocolate is a huge aphrodisiac. When I pour chocolate all over Carol's <laughs> naked body, I mean, it really turns me on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, and again, you have to have the good chocolate. <laughs> not the bag of bag of chocolate. I sold for a specialty dessert magazine in New York called Chocolatier, so I know good chocolate from bad chocolate. You have too much wax on the chocolate? Meh. Not good.
2: Alright, yeah. here's the next myth. The more you have sex, the more you lose weight.
3: Okay, now if you're running a marathon and then have sex, maybe. But here's the thing, there really isn't enough physical activity for you to lose weight just as a result of having sex. However, I will say for some people, they discover while having sex, they don't want to resemble bruised fruit, Mm -hmm. so they have themselves go out and get themselves in better shape Mm -hmm. after, particularly if they have videotaped themselves. By the way, most people don't look all that nifty.
1: <laughs> I know. Sometimes when I said we started getting all mirrors all around our bedroom, and I started looking at myself, and first of all, oh, okay, there we go. That's what it looks like. That's a view I haven't seen. But, but
2: it's all good. But definitely, being in better shape helps to have oh. great sex. I mean, Carol and I have been going to the gym with the trainer for a year now, and when she rides my cock and she's on top squatting up and down, she can now go for at least. Two hours now oh, oh, but yeah, she only but does 30 <laughs> seconds she doesn't want to like spoil me but for sure being in shape having the cardiovascular capacity oh, no to pressure. have great sex has better longing longer lasting effects on your sex life
3: well i mean what are the two things that power orgasms blood and oxygen right so if you have Circulatory system. Thank you, private jet. Uh, better circulatory system, and your blood is able to carry more oxygen. Hello. Yes, that's what it is that powers it. And whether or not, you know, and everything is about the couple. One of the questions I will never answer is what's the average number of times people have sex during the week? And the reason I don't answer that is whatever I answer, someone's gonna get beaten. Of course, mm-hmm. for sure. Because it's not it it's is about that couple. Good for you, right? And it's about that couple. And whether or not it's, you know, intercourse, whether or not it's manual, whether or not it's or whatever it is that works for them, that's what you're looking for. And not that you're supposed to be having what someone else is having.
2: And it's the same thing, well, how long do you have sex for? Is it 15 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours, three hours? Or whatever three is, minutes, whatever, whatever works.
3: Whatever works. I mean, I had one couple who were very religious. I was doing a TV show with them. And they, the producer had met them um, at their church. And they were both athletes, uh, met on the track, track team, got married, had a daughter. Their sex life was non-existent. So they brought me in, and I asked her, and I always do them separately. I don't put couples together because they don't tell the truth in front of one another. Mm. They want to, but they don't. So I said, what would be really important for you? She said, I want to get back to the mom. And I said, okay. I said, given you have such a limited time, your daughter's young. She was like a year and maybe whole. I said, would you be interested in trying toys, or marital, I'd say, and to use correct terms for them. And she said, absolutely. I said, okay. Um, I, I said, that would be, she said, I would do that. I said, she said, we don't have time. I said, okay. So I get the husband in, and he says, I said, would you be interested in trying, you know, uh, marital aids, and when he goes, "Oh no, that's for other people." <laughs> I said, "Would you be surprised to know that your wife said she'd absolutely try them?" And he said, "You're kidding." I said, "No." I said, "She said we don't have time." He said, "We don't." And then I get sent this little video, and he's going like this, dance He's all over and he says, "Oh yeah, woo yeah." And all I did was give him a range of toys and lubricant. For sure. And it was something. You know, each person has it and it depends on where you are in your relationship. Some couples are so bored with one another or so done with one another. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no way that someone can go in and say, Look, if lubricant and a vibrator fixed relationships, everyone would have an okay one. Yeah. That's not what's going to really work. You can bring those in, you can add them, but if someone isn't interested and touching and holding and doing things, I can teach people how to touch differently so it's new. I can teach them how to kiss the way they want to be kissed, even when the other person will not feel like they're being judged. But those are things I learned after listening to thousands of people tell me what they did. And I also know when I can ask someone to find out whether or not their relationship has a future, after listening to people tell me whether they knew it was the one, and this is women speaking, straight, gay, bi, trans, I knew it. And it was two simple questions that I can ask a woman, two simple questions I can ask a man, and I know whether or not they've been
2: yet. And I know whether
3: or not there's a future.
2: All right, let's get into, I think we have time for one or two more. Okay, you want to do it? I'll do, now you do this one, because you're all about this. This one right here?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Here's a myth. Menopause reduces a woman's hormones
3: and lowers her libido. For the majority of women, it absolutely does. The other thing that comes into play is with re- the reduction of estrogen, there comes unopposed testosterone. So what happens is women who would have dealt with a lot of stuff, the estrogen would have more of a you know a balancing effect in their lives. When that estrogen is out of whack and it's going up and down like this, the testosterone, which is what happens during menopause, Correct. menopause, and which happens during perimenopause, perimenopause is the real landmine. That's before the actual cessation for a full year, 12 months, of menses or a period. Perimenopause is the roller coaster. That's where women will throw in a 25-year relationship and go like this, "Fuck you,"
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I
3: it and then, and then when everything, you know, evens out again they're kind of like this what did I do but what happens is that unopposed testosterone these women are not putting up with stuff so their partner their children their pets don't recognize them Mm -hmm. nor do they because they're like this BAM they just go off like a trigger and but if they have something that can make things easier either through diet either you know if they need to use transdermal product. I would always recommend transdermal. It goes straight in. the system, right in the blood. It doesn't get filtered artificial hormone or different types of hormones? A different replacement. Replacement, yeah. Hormone replacement therapy. But here's the other thing people also have to know. There are a lot of medications that are really wiping out people's hepatitis. Whether it is antidepressants, whether it is anxiety, those things pill libido. So, the birth control pills. A whole range of birth control pills. So, particularly the you know the beautifying, which basically that's Yaz, Y-A-Z and Yasmin, Y A S I N, I believe it is, and the brand is Osela. But what they do is they literally block the androgens in a woman's system to stop it from getting activated during the period. So what it does is it wipes out her libido. And I had a woman who was a tech in a medical group with women and she said I'm going in to have a breast mammogram um, ultrasound I should say and my radiologist who's female grabs me, throws me in the room and then grabs this girl, throws her in the room and says, ask Lou, she'll know this is a women's health clinic okay? <laughs> and she says to me I said, okay as I've got noob all over my chest okay. I said, what's the question? and she said, before I was married she said, I was so horny for my husband I was not of my mind I cannot, I don't know what's going on. And she said, now that we're married, she said, I have absolutely no libido. And I said, okay, I've got one question. I said, what's your birth control? She told me, I said, that's your answer. She's like, it is? I said, it is. I said, it is blocking the androgens, the small amount that you have, that that's your turn on for your libido. I mean, the other thing that we've got coming up right now, we talked about this when we first setting up is the infertility crisis that's coming forward and I'm telling you it's from EMF, it's from vaccines, it's from food, it's from bisphenol A, it's from environmental factors. And we have the it's down to ten percent of men have would be considered to be volunteers for sperm donor clinics. And this is in Israel for the guys who are coming in to be donors, and that's over a decade period. Ten percent would have the viability of sperm. And these are young military guys.
2: Mm, interesting. And
3: the same thing here, but we also have what are kids doing with laptops? They're putting them right here on their, yeah. lap, on their lap. And what do you think some of the most quickly dividing tissue is mm-hmm. in your body? Mm-hmm. Sperm. Germ cells, mm-hmm. germs, and eggs. What do you think that's doing? The electronic magnetic frequencies are not your friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know. Um we can go on here for hours and hours, and I think Lou has a lot more credible information than a lot of that fake information that's out on the internet, and that's why you know we've put together this network and our Sexy Lifestyle Great Sex Academy. Uh, Lou, thanks so much for your great myth-busting skills. We're gonna Thank ask you. you to hang on for our Great Sex Matters segment mm-hmm. um, because um, I know there's gonna be some more amazing information coming out of your mind which just has so much to talk about and i think we could have done hours and hours of shows but we're going to hang on here for another segment and uh we're going to remind everyone this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david today we're talking with lou padgett author and sex educator so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with our favorite segment great sex matters stay tuned
4: That's the lifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.
0: You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at Carolandavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show.
1: This segment of the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by the STC Cuban Cruise. Feel the lifestyle vibe and explore places where yesterday lives today in a truly unique corner of the world. We'll head out from Miami and stop in Hemingway's hometown of Key West before we land in Cuba's capital Well, where we'll experience spicy Caribbean culture, vintage cars and untouched beaches.
2: I love those untouched beaches, especially the ones we're going to get to go on naked. And we're going to be doing all this with our friends from SDC from December 4th to 11th. And we also get to visit Nassau in the Bahamas and the private island of Coco Cay. So get ready to experience SDC's famous foam parties, deck parties, erotic live shows and of course their amazing playrooms or simply savor all the sexy couples that SDC has to offer. For more information about this trips or any other events, visit our website thesexylifestyle.com Carol and David Page. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, we are Carol and David and we're chatting with Lou Paget, author, speaker and sex educator live here in Los Angeles where you can hear we're outside at one of the beautiful golf courses. And now it's time for our favorite part of our show where we get to talk about great sex because...
1: Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And we're always talking about how to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy and horny. However, if you're not, if you aren't healthy, it's really hard to be horny and with today's poor eating habits and generally bad health state of health more and more people are experiencing a poor sex life and worse than that most people who are out of shape they don't even know why they're not having great sex
2: i think if they knew that changing the state of their health would significantly change the state of their sexual pleasure they might actually do something about it. I know we have. We've been eating healthier. We've been exercising. We've been spending more time outside just taking walks. I mean, we work Mm -hmm. at home, and we sit on our butts all day. So just getting outside to get some fresh air definitely helps. Let's hear what Lou has to say.
1: So let's talk about some of the issues that people actually have that are stopping them from having great sex so that we can improve or get rid of those issues. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, one of the first I want to go back to is um, at one point we were talking about the... Misinformation and disinformation is one of the biggest things that stops people. Because they will think, just because a woman is wet, she's ready. Listen, Sherlock. Women vasocongest while they sleep. It is an indicator of REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep. And I can probably guarantee it had nothing to do with you. So do not be thinking you were responsible for the moisture of a woman's vagina. And let's be clear, a vagina is a state of potential. It needs to be readied. It needs to be made to feel that it can welcome something. So if someone is in perimenopause, you need to have a decent lubricant. You may want to do it. There's a, a product uh, that is amazing for women who are dealing with vaginal dryness. It's not hormonal, it is something she developed because of her tremendous background in the area of um, uh, commercial products for in the beauty industry anyway here's one of the things that will help you first off in order to have great sex you've got to have a partner for many people or for most people now the other thing and you have to define what is intimacy for you for them and you have to be honest with yourself about what you'd really like to do don't be thinking you have to do what someone else says. That's like getting married and going to law school because your parents said you should. Dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb. But lack of intimacy
1: is one of the main reasons that people are not enjoying their sex life today because they haven't right. figured out how to have that.
3: Right. Well, here's what most people think. That sex equates to intimacy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I mean, I mean, intimacy is a continuum. And How you feel is one part of the continuum. How someone treats you is another part of the continuum. How you wish to be treated. Those two, I mean, those things, it's a brain. It isn't just, you know, a singular event or thought pattern. The other thing, as I said, I I want to scream about ending the term foreplay because (laughs) foreplay is an antiquated term that really does not refer to what's actually going on. Let's just talk about. Phases of sexuality where this is where most women receive pleasure. And when they looked at doing the Kinsey Research Institute, when they did the Kinsey research, he looked at that the women who had an orgasm during penile vaginal intercourse, the majority of them had had oral or manual play prior, so they orgasmed within two to three minutes. And the other women, it took an extended period of time longer because the thrusting is not the thing that works when the her, you know, the woman is underneath. Whoever's on top, that's another matter. And as one woman said in one of my seminars, she says, I can be as her on as as all is possible. She says, let me tell you something. If nothing happens in the first five minutes, the balloon is off the road. <laughs> because... She, one more play. So, um, but we've had a dearth of accurate information about what real people actually do and what works for them because most people are going still to porn, and porn is trying to market itself as being the source of sex education. E, am sorry, I'm going to hit that button. Um, it is a source of entertainment. It may be a source of an idea, but it's someone else's fantasy. And I always ask men this, I said, I love when guy who cool. goes, yeah, i got a great collection of porn. I go, okay, great. I said, would you like to have a man standing beside your bed directing you on what to do when you're with your partner? Oh, no. It totally skeeves them out. I said, yeah, well, that's what you're doing. In essence, that's what you're doing. Not smart. Use your own fantasy. If you want to videotape yourself, fine, but just don't post it. Now
1: what about some of those women, I'm, I'm sure it's more common for women, I don't want to say that men have a hard time with
3: this too, but what about those women who aren't able to reach orgasm? Two or three things are going on here. One, they're not getting stimulated the way that they need. So rather than calling them an orgasmic, I call them pre-orgasmic. And what I would say is they either don't know their own bodies, There's cis- are small private play. Orgasmic. They've never experienced it themselves, either by their hand with a vibrator or with water, however, rubbing up against something. Are they anorgasmic as a result of antidepressants? Because there, there's a huge percentage of women and men who become anorgasmic. They in other words they can't orgasm, they have genital anesthesia, they don't feel anything, and they lose their libido as a result of being on antidepressants and psychotic these medications. And the problem is when they go off of it, it does not come back. That's When they get off of oral birth control, for the majority of women it does come back.
1: Now there are some devices out there that are being tested right now that
3: will teach women
1: themselves how to make... They will
3: sensitize, they will sensitize, okay? This is not about teaching. This is about a woman becoming more familiar with her own body, okay? Also, what most people are not aware of is the actual size of the clitoris. It is not this teeny tiny little end of your pinky finger here, okay? You take your index finger and your middle finger, draw them down in a V, use your thumb back here like that, that's the size of it, and still going back into the body. So there's a lot more area to stimulate than just the clitoral area. So using a vibrator down the side, on the outer labia, using something inside for most women one side tends to be a little more sensitive than the other so if a woman there may be a physiological reason why but there may also be that she's never had the proper stimulation she may have been told things that women who have this happen this is a bad thing Mm -hmm. i've had women who were you know female ejaculation squirting whatever you want to say and they stopped sensation that sensation because they had a partner who said Oh, you just peed all over me. No, they didn't. I love squirt. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big squirter. That's why we have our
1: sex blanket that we sell. It's uh, called Throws of Passion, waterproof sex blanket. We sell it because I'm a
3: big squirter. And and the thing is, each woman is unique in how she orgasms. That is Hartman, Fithian, and Campbell. They were researchers north of San Diego. So they coined the term orgasmic fingerprint. That is how uniquely each woman orgasms. So telling a woman she's supposed to have what somebody else's orgasm is, Absurd. Mm-hmm. Completely absurd. And it also depends on where a woman is in her cycle. It also depends on where she is relative to her own hormonal cycle, what she has just eaten, the emotional component of it. All of these things factor in so massively. And bless us as women, our brains go about 20 different places at one time. 20? 20, yeah. I, what? I know, I know. Like, Carol's like 800. I know, I know. And, then <laughs> right? and, then, and, then, and it takes us, and we have to go like this. Yeah, <laughs> to try and squish it down, but it's thing. very important to do that, and it, and it is. I mean, our brains go so many different places at one time. And here's what I also tell partners: I said, "Listen, do not be stimulating a woman in two different places at one time unless she has specifically asked you to, because if you are stimulating her breasts and then you're playing with her clitoris, she's going like this." Where do I go? Yeah. Do I go here? Yeah. Do I go there? Uh, what you ought to be focusing Let on? Let me focus, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. No, if it's something, and here's the other thing, if you're doing doggy style, whatever you do, do not grab onto the sides of her waist if she is abundant. She's going to be thinking, he's grabbing my love handles. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are going in there and going, Snap, slap, 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 <laughs> slap. She's thinking, "Oh my God, my thighs are jiggling. You see my cellulite. This is a problem." So she can't. That's a woman's brain. Yeah, and that's a woman's brain. So she's like, "This is not working for me." However, women who have delivered vaginally, they have a much easier time of having a vaginally induced orgasm because the flexibility of the vaginal wall is more so post (laughs) delivery. Thanks Lou for all that great advice. But
1: I think we want to ask you one final major okay. question here. What do you think would be the first step to help someone regain intimacy in their in their relationship if they haven't had sexual desire
3: for some time? First thing, they have to have the conversation with their partner or with themselves. Now they may be partnered or they may be, may not. But what they have to do is in the fresh light of the day, have a conversation when you are vertical not when you're horizontal right so you can watch someone face to face and look in their eyes and see their response and say you know i'd really like to you know get things going here however that looks whether that is starting up holding hands do not maroon yourself on different chairs in the house (laughs) sit beside one another okay good start when you are leaving hug one another (coughs) most people only have one or two people that they can have those public displays of affection with, so, oh, and particularly for men. Listen, we've made men touching be, you know, illegal and yeah. criminal and you know, horrendous. But most little boys, when they're growing up, they're, they're cuddlebugs yeah, yeah, yeah. until there's a certain point. But it's like, oh, I can't, can't do that. There's that age they can't go right. beyond. And yet, when if you are with a male partner and you send them out the door, hugging them, and not the polite two-point shoulder hug, you know, like Mm -hmm. this one, you know, the breast squishing hug. That sends a very different message. That's heart-to-heart. Correct. And it's, 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 I find you desirable, translation, things are gonna happen later. (laughs) I find you attractive, translation, things are gonna happen later. Everything translates just as that, you know, as men have told (laughs) me. But what it really means is that you have to be honest that you want this yourself. When you are enjoying what you're doing in your life, law of attraction, honey, you're magnetic. And if you are not having a good time, and you're expecting to draw someone into yourself, you're going to draw in, you know, the Debbie Downers, and the, you know, i, mean, I mean, that's what you're going to pull in, because that's what you're giving off. Your attention is by far your most seductive behavior, no question about it. And when you are paying someone attention, it's like, Ah, oh, there is something about you.
2: Be present.
3: Exactly. Well, It's like you say, there is something about you. Quite frankly, you don't care what it is. You're just glad you've got it. And that's the thing. Your attention and the intention are two things that you're so in charge of. And if you want to be attractive to people, enjoy yourself, whether you're laughing or singing
2: or doing whatever you're doing enjoy what you're doing. That's what we say. Live happy, healthy, and always horny. <laughs> Lou, that was absolutely amazing. We reserve the right to invite you back to um, participate in another one of our shows on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk radio network. Thanks so much for your great advice. Um, it was great to get you know to know you better mm-hmm. and to talk to you in person here in LA. Um, why don't you take a minute and tell everyone how they can reach out to you?
3: Um, there's a couple of ways. My website, www.loupaget.com and it should be Lou Paget, but my mother can L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T dot com or you can go to loupaget at AOL.com. Um, I am uh, on my own uh, radio show at this point, Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet, and you can find my books all over.
2: <laughs> and, Which is all good. That's and fun. very shortly, we'll have your books up on our website, The Sexy Lifestyle. You'll be up there as one of our sex educators in our great sex academy mm-hmm. with your books. And we uh, invite everybody to go look, read. The books are absolutely tremendous. And they're also on audio. They're also on ebooks. Beautiful.
1: And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sex expert guests. And we hope you do too. Remember to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out all our amazing expert guests and all our new hosts and they're on our new talk radio platform which is completely dedicated to sexual education with 24 7 credible information about sex sexuality and relationships
2: right and everybody should start their sexual evolution today by listening learning and living sexy
1: And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use promo code 30314 for the first month free. Check it out. And remember, if you want stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms like me, then you need your very own Womanizer. And we have some Womanizers to give away. Once you try this amazing device, you're going to wish you had discovered it sooner. Enter to win by sending us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com with Womanizer in the subject line.
2: Well, that's it for our show today. Wow, what an amazing show it was. I love our shows where we learn more and more and more. Um, thanks, Lou, for being here, sitting here in this beautiful golf course in northern L.A. My pleasure. My pleasure. And thanks to all our listeners out there for uh, tuning in every week. So join us again next time for another hour of the Sexy Lifestyle talking
1: about sex, sexuality and all the ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy
5: and always horny. Stay sexy everyone. Until next time. Hey sexy people, if you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing, and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like.
0: Thank you for joining carol and david for this week's edition of the sexy lifestyle we've got another one lined up next tuesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the sexy lifestyle network the weekend is just around the corner so try something new spice it up and you just might have the best sex ever